Well, everybody, it's D-Roy Everett, so that means that you push play on your podcast device to hear the Death Files and Taxes show. I'm trying to mix this open up, Adam. Every time I listen to it, we're about the same for the first uh, 30 seconds. Whoever invented the podcast, like, reinvented the world. What a great world we live in. I thought you were going to say Will, and I wanted to see where this Will house led us. But yeah, uh, welcome. This is our show. We talk about selling things on the internet. It's slowly turning into Adam's uh, sports card chat, because if you can see what I'm looking at right now, it's like Adam's opened a store in his accounting office. It's like Christmas morning for a kid. It's better than most Christmas mornings that I had as a kid. Just saying. This is better than a Pelican PFC party. Well, yeah, let's not get crazy, but it's a pretty good time. Well, it's going to last longer. Apparently, uh, Pelican Carmelo, never mind. Let's, uh, how's your week, buddy? It's been a great week, man. I love it. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of research, been trying to hone my game, still waiting for the thrift stores to open up. Um, had a couple yardies. Have you had a chance to hit anything yet? I haven't went to any yardies. I'm, I, I'm just taking her sleazy, taking her easy. I'm, uh, I'm just tired, man. I'm I'm this essential thing, and I'm just I'm, I'm about burned out. So I go home and I sleep, and I wake up, and on my weekends I, I sleep. Well, you got to get the podcast rolling. I know you got your other speaking arrangements that you got to take. Not care even of. taking bookings anymore. If you want to at, at D Roy Everett on social media, let me tell you something. My social media, I haven't been doing anything. I promised to do a lot, and there's still I'm getting followers and it's growing. So I need to do something that to uh, keep that rolling. But I'm. I'm happy. Thank you, everyone that's uh, that's following me. I think it's the urban myth. It's the legends that you know the guy who is getting the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, PSA ten grade. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not talking about that yet. Like you're, uh, you're 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 ruining you're ruining. Yeah, we're gonna lose our listener. I'm just creating the hype. All I'm saying is uh, that's gonna be a good story someday. Uh, Terry himself, I'm gonna contact when that one comes back, and I and. And believe it or don't, I, I know the man that manages the man. Well, I haven't even ever told that story. You've got so many stories. This is a podcast about learning how to make money and enjoying how to do it. Let's just say that. That's the thing. And then we uh, we wax and we wane on what we're after. But well, we've been really sports card heavy. But let me tell you, I just went down and talked to Phil because uh, just that's what we do. Our, our sports card guy, if you go back in the archives. Guru. Phil is a uh, an entrepreneur and has a sports card shop. But... He is so busy. Sports cards have just, they've, they've taken off. I don't know. They were already starting to take off, but with all the seasons and stuff ending, he was a little afraid that business might slow down or, you know, might not do as good, people not having as much money. He's having a hard time keeping, especially basketball cards, in stock right now. His prices have skyrocketed. He's telling how fat how bad he feels about that. I'm like, dude, it's, it's supply and demand, and you got to pay something because you got to buy them, so... Uh, if you're into sports, if you're into cards, right now is a good time. Adam's got uh, all these uh, Michael Jordan uh, cards around me here because The Last Dance, if you're not up with that, there's an ESPN documentary special that's been going where uh, basketball hasn't been being played. Um, I did not see you at the parade, though, Adam. Well, can I, I said we're, we're based out of Utah. I mean, we've got the... I believe they call it the short end of the stick on the last dance. <laughs> well, well, well. I was, the parade last week, yeah, you weren't there. I'm not sure what parade you're referring to. It was the the Jazz won the championship parade because uh, Rudy shut down the league, and I. Well, I mean, it was more me driving around honking, waving that we were the champs with my my pennant. But I, I I dubbed us the NBA champions, and I had a parade. NBA champs, Utah Jazz, 2020. Write it down. Book it. We're getting the rings. We're getting the ring ceremony in December, right? Oh, I mean, we might as well have it next week. It's true. Why wait for December? Get, like one of those big, nice, fat ring pops? Yeah, no, we, I mean, I watched the last dance. It brought back a lot of memories. It, bought, uh, it opened some old wounds and uh, some, some scars that have been there. But it also gave me appreciation for uh, some pl- people that I'm, I'm not going to go into big detail about. But um, it was very interesting. But because of that... Uh, Stuff has just started to skyrocket again with Michael Jordan. There's no one else watching a lot of these. We've, we've talked about this a few times, but a lot of these younger kids uh, are seeing Michael Jordan for the first time, and he was, uh, you know, not just a logo and a, and a person that makes athletic gear. They're, they're seeing why uh, the guy was so popular and so well-known. So cards are just uh, they're flying off the shelf. But, yeah, we did kind of get the short end of the stick. If you were a Utah Jazz fan, 
Uh, we, we've talked about that probably at nauseum on the Jerry Sloan episode and Carmelone Jersey episodes. Obviously, we were big jazz homers, still are, but I, I had a little bit of an appreciation for Michael Jordan and his work ethic and uh, forgot all about his dad being murdered and stuff, so then I kind of felt bad for hating the guy that long that, you know, I had to go through so much. So, anyways, hate's a strong word, especially when it comes to sports, but... How about Steve Kerr's dad, too? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, and uh, I mean, you know, you gotta respect people like that, so... Um, I no longer hate Michael Jordan. He just ripped my heart out. It was like that cute girl that you always wanted to take out, you know, or, or at the dance. You'd go to ask her to dance, and uh, she, she's never available. Or uh, right when you thought you had a chance, uh, had a new boyfriend or something like that. That's Michael Jordan in a nutshell for most people. Is uh, I mean, it wasn't. That was the other thing. Watching that, it's like it was a reminder of oh yeah, Reggie Miller, uh, Charles Barkley, um, a lot of these all-time great players. Sean Camp. It wasn't just the jazz, you know. It was everybody. So that made the pain. At least it was spread out. At least he, it wasn't just personal. Thunder Dan Marley. So, anyways, that was a big. That was a big, uh, big Michael Jordan to open the show talk. But. And, and like it says, it's not just about that. It's everything else that was involved. Because, you know, whether or not you you like sports, you don't like sports. Everyone knows who Michael Jordan. Well, and, and that's the thing. So right now that's hot. Adam enjoys doing it. That's the thing that we've talked about is is do what you enjoy. Uh, sell what you enjoy. Adam was telling me a little earlier, you know, we're going through these old cards and stuff. He says, you know, I like this better than the thrift shop. So that's your thing, dude. Do it. Don't You don't have to go to the thrift shop. And that's what we said before. I think it was Brian um, a few episodes back said, you know, he doesn't really necessarily like the thrift store. That's not for everyone. That's just a way to make money. That's an opportunity. Some people... You know, feel this way when they go to a, you know, a, a Home Depot where they go to the hardware section. Of, I mean, there's opportunities everywhere. Whatever your thing is, learn how to make money at it, learn how to flip. That's, that's what we're here to do. Um, a lot of people with fashion and stuff, I don't have a fashion eye. I've, no. kind of, I've kind of learned a few things. I've kind of picked up a few brand names and stuff that I can, I can sell fashion. But if I was to go to a, uh, you know, say they fly me out to Paris and, uh, I'm in one of these big fashion weeks and stuff, and I watch them walk down the runway. I couldn't tell you, you know, um, uh, Adam from, from Eve there. Or, or anything in between there. So Wow. So. <laughs> that, was, that was good. You know, so, I mean, but some people, that's their thing. And if that's your thing, there's a lot of money in fashion, obviously. There's a lot of money in clothing. There's a lot of money in, in selling those kind of things. I would be there, and I'd be buying a hand towel that I thought was, uh, you know, going for thousands of dollars, and I'd be just uh, washing dishes with it. So that, that wouldn't be the way to, to go about it. But that's that's what would happen. So. so we talk about what we know, or what we enjoy, what we think we know, and, and usually that turns out to be pro wrestling or, or sports. But what, what I'm learning to know, because like I said, I didn't know a lot about any of this stuff, and I've been selling stuff on eBay. It's still crazy. I don't know. I mean, you can learn things too. I mean. Yeah. It's not, like, it. it's not like, yeah, when I got started, I knew, you know, whatever I'm selling. I, everyone has to start somewhere. You start scanning, you start looking through your souls, you start researching, then you find what you like. Maybe you find a new hobby. Maybe you enjoy selling skeleton keys or old bottles from the uh, 1800s or geodes or uh, trilobites. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I got some trilobites. Uh, $12.99 for you. You go, you go down to the yard sale, and all of a sudden you learn that there's a difference between Doc Martens that were made in England and those that were made in China. And, you know, every, everything's interesting. Uh, you know, you're a big guy on the uh, board games. Some board, learning curve. Some board games are worth hundreds of dollars. Some puzzles are worth hundreds of dollars, and some aren't worth the cardboard they were printed on. So, you know, that's that's the that's the resale world. That's the, the life we lead sometimes. So that's uh, getting into it is that knowledge base. Every time you listen to this, obviously you're doing it for a reason. You either enjoy us or Barbara's sending you a check every month. Thanks, Barbara. appreciate that. Um, that's Derek's mom, just in case when you get the check, you don't know where it's coming from. Um, you're learning something. Oh, you say that they don't have a return address on that? Uh, this P.O. Box 100, Nephi, Utah. No, we don't have no P.O. Boxes. Let's yeah. not get silly. <laughs> like, you got you a vivid imagination this afternoon, my friend. People are listening to it, and it's like, well, do some, like, find something that you enjoy and, and make money on it. I mean, I, I've been making money. That's the thing. I've been making money, and yes, I have a regular job. I love it. I, I do it, but I can't do accounting 
80 hours a week for the rest of my life, because then that would suck. Well, and, and I was, uh, so again, over at Phil's, and, and there's this lady in there trying to find something for her husband who comes in there a lot. Phil's kind of explained what the guy usually buys, but, you know, Phil's not going to upsell this lady on, on cards. And, and it was, you know, a thoughtful process, but uh, she was... I think she's a, she's a nurse or a credit union worker, something of that nature. Yeah. And this guy works concrete. Yeah. So she was talking about how beat up and sore he's getting. Hey, at some point, there comes a point where you can't do the hard physical labor. Maybe Adam's mind starts to go, he can't crunch the numbers. Maybe my back starts hurting, I can't drive the truck. Uh, you know, move the pallets around the warehouse, whatever that is. eBay or reselling online is a nice little fallback slash retirement type job opportunity that could be... Uh, I can always look at cards. I can always, you know, go to yard sales and find things. I can always post things online. It's a pretty simple process once you learn it. And that's the thing, knowledge with age, you know, our, our boy Bill, that we haven't talked to forever. $100 Bill. I mean, that guy's all over the place, but he knows things, right? Oh, yeah, so absolutely. he's talking about, you know, whether it's rare books or, or collectible models. I mean, yeah, I'm sure your I'm sure your your dad's kind of like my dad that grew up playing marbles. Yeah, marbles are worth money if you know what you're looking for. Still, Lionel trains. Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of that's kind of where it's at. Is uh, this is something that you can build into a, a profitable hobby, if nothing else, to where you can start uh, making money and and if you do retire, it gives you something to do instead of sitting around doing Sudoku puzzles all day. You can actually make some money. Uh, eBay. Here's the thing is, is I think realistically if somebody were to take the time and they put in let's just call it 90 days of learning like I said 90 days and it, it's only it's not going to take that long because when we really got to start but if you were to take some time to learn I'm convinced that I could teach anyone to make and actually after their expenses and everything $2,000 a month on eBay. I mean, yeah, if you're serious 500 about bucks a week. And that's putting in maybe 20, 25 hours a week. If you're really to do it, you could make some decent money at a retirement or at any time. And depending on where you live in the country, too, that could be anywhere from maybe you don't need that kind. Maybe you only need a couple hundred a week, right? Yeah. Buy some groceries right now. Uh, prices are up on the groceries. You need a little subsidized income. You lost your job. It's something to do. You're just bored. You're sitting around watching Friends reruns. You know, you might as well be listing some stuff while you do it. I, that's, you know. No, and, and like I said, we're kind of, I'm learning the process. It's not just one thing that you do. It's learning the steps to go the extra mile to make your stuff, you know, not just turning a profit on, you know, $20, $30 on something that takes some time. But it's learning how to do it bulk, 100 of those at a time. And, yeah, you might not sell 100 in in. A month, but if you sell a hundred over a two-year period, but you just put in a couple hours, then that's great. Yeah, there's, there's no shame in that. It depends what you want to do. Some people like going down to the Walmart, to the clearance rack, doing the retail arbitrage thing. And some people do very well doing that. Some people like going to the yard sales. Some people like going to the thrift stores. Some people like going to the basement. I mean, there's just you just find what you like to do and do it. I guess is what me and Am are trying to say here. And there's, there's no shortage of, of things that pop culturally come up. I mean, we had the Tiger King a few weeks back that, that blew up, and it's probably kind of going back down. You have always you have sports champions, new champions coming out, new documentaries coming out, new movies coming out, new fashions coming out. That's the thing. The world's ever-changing. Ever it's never, you know, what's, what's cool today is not going to be cool in five years. That's just not how it goes. Things come back. Things wax. They wane at them. But... Even, even like movies, like, so at one point, you know, Superman's the, the cool movie, the next time you got the Avengers, and then you got a new Batman movie. And, and if you're watching these kind of things, you know what's going to be popular. So when you're out at the yard sale or when you're out at the thrift store or when you're out at the comic book store, you, you, can, you can find things that are undervalued or, you know, there's just an opportunity. You just go with what you like. And that's the thing I like about it because a lot of people don't like their 9-to-5 job. You talk to them, uh, it's killing me, my boss is, uh, you know, no one likes their bosses. <clears throat> or this guy I work with is, you know, it's kind of nice to have a hobby where you can go home, you're kind of your own thing, you can relax, and it gives you uh, a little bit of, I, I guess, hope's the word. Yeah. Or fun. just relaxation, some fun, and you're also making money. So you think, man, if I want to wrap this up, I might be able to move out to the middle. I mean, that's the thing. This is something that as long as you have internet connection, you can live in the middle of the desert or you can live in New York City. 
but your opportunity to sell is the same. Now, what you're being able to sell, obviously, there's more things available to buy in New York City than there is in the middle of the desert, one would think. But there's a lot less storage space in New York. And the middle of the desert's cheaper to live. So it, it, you take you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all, and there you have the facts of life. Oh, wow. And where did you pull that together? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was in there. I'm a little tired, I'm a little sleep-deprived, so well, it's cause we just, I can't be held uh, responsible for some of the words that come out of my mouth today. Well, we just had a good time. We just spent a good uh, 20 minutes ripping some wax, enjoying ourselves, um, finding some Jordans. I'm, I've got two sets of things of cards to go out right now. I've got to send out another 25 of Jordan. Brian, I'm coming after you. I need about five more Jordans. Well, that's where we go. And when he says send them in, we talk about getting cards graded and how there's an opportunity there. That uh, Brian was kind of asking this the other day when we were over here. I was kind of showing Adam the, the basics of PSA and how you send things in to get graded because uh, it's, it's a little clunky website, a little bit, if you don't know what you're looking at to navigate around, just, just your first initial couple times. Uh, but Brian said, well, this card here I can go buy you know, on eBay for two, three bucks all day long, and, yeah. then, and then they're being sold as a PSA 9 or 10 for a couple hundred bucks, right? Yeah. And he said, why is that? Well, the reason is like anything. If you put a little obstacle in people's way, a lot of people are, are either um, kind of scared or, or what's what I'm trying to think, intimidated by it, or they're not going to take the leap, or or it's just a, a little obstacle. In the, if you put a little barrier to entry, like we say with eBay, there's no barrier to entry. Uh, there's millions of items on eBay. But you put a little barrier to entry on top of that, it's just a lot fewer people are willing to do that. And we're looking at some of these cards, and everyone knows about, you know, in the 1990s. They call it the junk era. We've talked about that because there's so many cards that were, were printed that uh, basically they, they turned out to be pretty much worthless for the most part. But then if you go over and, and look at the actual population report of what's actually been graded on the PSA website, um, even if it looks like, you know, there's well, there's 10,000 or, or 1,500 or whatever of this certain card, if you think about how many cards were produced, that's really a small fraction or number of what was available that's actually been graded on some of these cards, even in the, the junk era, as they call it. So it's supply and demand, and it's the same thing with any of these. You know, we went through this weird thing with COVID-19, and people were saying... Oh, well, we're still going through it, buddy. Yeah, but, but people were ticked off because I went to the store, and I couldn't buy these things, and my supply and my demand. That's just what life is about everything. And, and it is. It's about everything in the world, and... You know, there were people who got in trouble online, and I don't understand because it's the person who paid that much for it, they are willing to pay for it. Yeah, I get when it's, I mean, I've went off on this. We had the big big thing, but it's like, I will just talk toilet paper because that's the funny one. Um, if you told me the first of the year, hey, toilet paper is going to be selling at a, a crazy rate, I said you were crazy. Then when the virus comes out, I said you're crazy. But then when I see it start going, I said people are crazy. And then, you know, it goes to the point where authorities are being called in because people are selling toilet paper for so much. And it's toilet paper, people. So think about other commodities or goods, and, and some of it's just people have money to spend, but people are passionate about certain things, you know, whether or not that's, that's athletes or that's uh, certain brands, certain products, certain uh, uh, actors and stuff. If people are willing to go crazy about rare, scarce of uh, necessity for toilet paper, what are they willing to do for a George Clooney autograph on yeah. a limited edition, you know, poster of some nature? And just like we said, I mean, it's, it's the show is called Death Piles of Taxes. I hate to break it to you. This is going to be shell-shocking news. Anyone who's listening to this will die, and you have a stack of stuff, and whomever is going to take care of your things is not going to know what to do with it. Some sooner than later. And a lot of you people are collectors or have collectibles, and we've talked about the personal collection and, and get down to business on that. And it's fun to have a personal collection, some things that you value, but ultimately all that stuff is going to be sold. It's probably going to be sold for a lot less than you think it's worth. Yes. And it's going to be sold so that your grandkids can go to spring break and go to Mardi Gras and get in all sorts of trouble. So save yourself and your, you know, <laughs> Say, say to your kids the embarrassment of what your grandkids are going to do with your stuff. Like, I mean, uh, we're trying to help you out here. You should be the one going to Mardi Gras seeing somebody's grandkids get in trouble, not your grandkids doing it or whatever. You know what I'm saying, Adam? Or, or you sell it now and you take them to New Orleans with you and you, you go on the riverboat and play the dice. And you go see the alligators or whatever. You go spend them in the casino because you like to gamble. Either way, it's your money and... 
you should at least sell it for what it's valued at, right? Because yeah. your kids, they're going to be overwhelmed. They don't know what to do with it. Because we see that. Oh, Me and Adam see that all the time. I love, love the show, the show, the show, the show Strange Inheritance. Yeah, you've talked it's about on, that. It's on yeah. Fox News, Business News. Like, again, I don't, I don't get that channel. But you, you should get with it, man. It's, it, i tell you what, your accountant says you need to get the extra package so that you can watch that show, and now your TV becomes deductible because that is 100% You deductible. say that until I come in to get my taxes done, and all of a sudden you start laughing. And you're like, you said that you could do that TV. I'm like, you did. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm funny. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to this next item. False. False. I'm like, this is because I watched my youths play football. I, I was trying to figure out who was going to get high draft pick. And you're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is from my wrestling channel. And you're just, you're just. Uh, I'm not that accountant because the world has changed. And those are absolutely accounting business right off the whole expense if you're making money. AdamUpAccounting.com and the comment section. Uh, chat up, Adam, if that's your kind of accounting, because, folks, I, I might be giving him a hard time, but, yeah, he, he, uh, he lets you deduct things if it's justifiable. Our trip to San Jose was absolutely deductible. We made some dollar-dollar bills on that trip. Hey, I've been selling some stuff from that trip. But you you sold all of your Apple stuff, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I sold all my Apple stuff. I can't remember what went the other day that I picked up at that thrift store. you remember what I told you? you had, uh, it was It was something that... You bought that. We told you you're crazy. Why are you buying that? It was something. I, I know I sold my Simpsons sheets I got there. I've sold those. I haven't put up my Raiders jacket yet because I was waiting for the season. You got that, and I was going to buy it, and I just didn't pull the trigger. You put it back on the rack. It was fair game. I, I, I think what I've, I've come to realize is as I do that, unless it's really going to make it fun for me, then I'm just, I mean, I still got a closet full of stuff over there. I got a list, man. My death pile is still large, but... I tell you what, I have been learning my other business, my other online business. It's starting to roll, man. We're starting to roll. I get it, because you're wheelchairs. <laughs> you, you got it. But we're starting I think we're going to sell 15 in like 30 days. That's good. We start selling 15 every 30 days. This is going to be a different discussion. And that rolls I'm going to be a consultant. That rolls me into the next thing. Get it, rolls. I was coming out of a, uh, a place today and walking down the center street in, in Provo, and guess who I ran into? Was it uh, somebody I know? It's somebody you might know. Was it, uh, I have to throw this out, happy birthday, Jimmy McKnight, Jimmy Cheapy Pants? Was that who it was? It was not Jimmy Cheapy Pants, but I'm sure that Jimmy Cheapy Pants has worked with this individual before with his fir- former employer. Was it LeBron James? No, it was not LeBron James. Was it um, somebody that knows LeBron James? Uh, I do not believe so. Was it... Um, I don't know. Who was it? It was Thomas Wright. Tom Wright. Which I'm sure you probably don't know who that is right now. He's the right person for the job. That's what he's going for. He's running for governor. Of the I, know who, I know who that guy is. Oh, okay. well, you, you never know. He's missed. I'm not okay. We can't get into that. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyways, I ran, just ran, ran into him, and I, he took 10 minutes. We talked in the street. He was with his daughter. She was kind of like, eh, my daughter was there too, and she's kind of like, eh, you know, because that's just what you do. We talked about the state tax commission. Dad, you're embarrassing me. Well, she's, she wanted to come look at her cars in the truck. So, but anyway, we talked about the state tax commission. We talked about different issues with online selling. You're welcome. You're working with, hopefully, the future. Don't tell them to get rid of these online taxes we're paying. That's what I talked about. He says, you know what? I appreciate that input because I'm not a politician. Not been a politician. I'm just running for a political office. Not a career politician. He yeah. runs his own business. And he said that's exactly what needs to happen is people who really know about tax stuff need to be working at tax commission. So you're trying to get yourself into a little, a little seat up no, there. No, I see what you're doing. I'm trying to. I see how you're, you just happened to run into. Uh, well, uh, well, look at who that. Hey, hey, I, I, uh, I want here. to introduce you can, myself. Uh, you can reveal the transcripts. There was I, none of that innuendos going on. It's me trying to help the little guy. I, uh, I know a lot about taxes. I, I don't know what you're doing uh, right now. You're running for governor. Well, that's, uh, oh, boy. Let me tell you some ideas I have. A guy like me would probably fit in good in some. Uh, so, you knowing me, what else do you think I talked to him about? Uh, you know, I, who knows with you? Probably Michael Jordan cards. No, no, come on. You yell about sports at him. Come on, if I'm trying to pitch the accounting firm, what's the other thing I'm trying to pitch? In, the in your time? wheelchairs. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I was just trying to make it a little more entertaining for the 
for the five guys listening. <laughs> yeah, and two ladies. Oh, I, come on. Yeah, our, our mothers. We're 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 almost hitting that ten k downloads, buddy. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah. We're, okay. we're in like so so you're countries. so you're like hey I uh, I got some wheelchairs. I did. I, I showed them the pictures of uh, you know the good uh, Sam who was at the delicate arch with his family. Showed him. I was like, man, that's awesome. Can I? Posts on social media. He says, "Yes." What's even better is, let's get you out, and we can go on a trip, so you can see. The best part is, he's running for office right now, so he has to be nice, no matter what you do. You could have said, "Hey, hey here's a piece of gum. You want a piece of gum right now?" And he, but I would love a piece of gum. How about that? And he'd say, "Mind if I chew it first and then put it in your mouth?" And he'd say, "Well, I was hoping you would act like the, the guy's running for office, so no matter what you say, he has to act like it's the most interesting thing ever." You know the best part is I'm not even a registered Republican, so I have to I have to become a Republican to vote for him. Well, we're already way too politically heavy for Derek in this podcast. I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable. Hey, come on, a little uncomfortable talking Utah gubernatorial politics on a podcast that goes across the world, across the nation, and no one cares. They do care because sales tax will be an issue till the day we die. If you sell online, there's going to be sales tax issues. There wasn't two years ago. Well, it depended on where you live. No, okay. Oh, uh, two, three years ago. Oh, no, it depended where you live. Uh, you know where I live. Fake news right there. See, Derek, this is, what tweety, most, tweety. this is what most people do. They think that, oh, it's not an issue. Yes, it, it is. I had a guy who had an online business, and he thought it was, a, you know, he, he was told by his accountant at the time that if you're going to sell these products, he sold um, online uh, memorabilia types product. Okay? Uh-huh. He... he Scrapbooking. Adult no, scrapbooking. scrapbooking. Don't, don't, Memorabilia of don't some nature. Don't bend the truth, you know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. This is not a Pelican PFC party. We don't bend truth. That's the second time you've mentioned that. I don't want to make sure the listeners catch that. They don't care. <laughs> what I'm saying is, there's always going to be issues. Anyways, this gentleman, he thought he was doing what he's supposed to. He ended up opening up online accounts to collect sales tax in... 41 of the 40 of the 50 states. That was his first <laughs> that, Well, that's true. So anyways, he would collect sales tax, but he never paid them. It's called a Ponzi scheme. And this is like, you know, they run in like two, three million dollars in sales, which is, it, it's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. When you're collecting sales tax and then you realize like, oh, man, we got like an extra, I don't know, two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, it's because we forgot to Party bus to Vegas. pay the taxes to Louisiana and then to Minnesota. So there's always going to be sales tax issue, not just in Utah, but every single state and every single country as who knows what's going to happen. But there's always That's why I run out of the Netherlands. I thought you were more of an offshore's banking account in the Cayman Islands kind of guy. Well, you can't tell all my secrets across the... Beautiful airwaves. Well, I, I do ask you all the time. I have to, my responsibility as a tax preparer is I have to ask you if you have more than $10,000 in the offshore bank accounts. And every time I ask, you kind of say this, no, but it's like you wink at me. Well, that's because, well, I like to wink at you just because, you know, you're, you're a sharp-looking man. But I always, uh, you know, I'm always prepared because you say, be prepared. I'm a, a, a past uh I claim to be an Eagle Scout, but I'll be honest with everyone here, didn't quite make the Eagle ranking. I was just alive. Hey, neither did I. I did the Eagle Project, but some things didn't fall my way. And, Your uh, mom was busy that weekend and she didn't finish it for you? Well, give it, well, I won't get into all the politics of the Boy Scouts right now, but needless to say, I've... I've, I've uh, oh, before you move on, I, I'd be willing to bet that $20 bill that's up there that your brother Aaron and Adam both completed their projects. Well, you owe me $20. No. Yeah. Well, you better take it down. I don't think, I don't think Aaron, the most handy of us all, went to uh, more than five Boy Scout meetings in his life. Adam had to have got his ego. No, no. Wow. No. He did. I did think he completed his project, though. Man, I, I, yeah. well, I just lost 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I was, I was very was, confident. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, that, was, that was the slow play, people. That's... I went all the way to where I worked in. I'm being prepared to work uh, 20 bucks off Adam, and uh, I don't know what I was going with. I was being prepared for now because I'm I'm just that uh, 20 dollar bill. I, I will send this over on the social media because I am going to take this as a lesson to Adam to learn never to bet against an Everett. <laughs> but 
Easy come, easy go. So, somewhere in there, I was I was going to be prepared with bank account information, something. Yeah, this know. is about you illegally having bank accounts, and somehow I lost twenty dollars, and I guarantee you're not going to report that on your taxes. Guaranteed. <laughs> well, in that instance, I guess it's just a friendly wager between two friends. Now, if the guy were to come I'd put up this with on the Instagram, if the guy were to come up with an app where his buddies could bet, that's a pretty good idea. In perpetuity, uh, let's go ahead and say that's a patent pending and a trademark, and uh, that's a good idea. Go steal that one. <laughs> if you steal it, just let us use it. Well, maybe you need to, you know, escrow something. We've been rolling for a while. Why don't you take some pictures, post it on the medias? On the, I, I hear they call it the gram. Is that your is that your granny's term for it? No, that's what we call it. You, you always on the gram. I, I know we, we kind of have hit and miss, but the guys at, at our team at Extreme Modus just posted a video yesterday. We're already at a million views. Well, why don't you get this episode and our death piles and taxes up to even a quarter of that then? I'm working on it. With 10,000 downloads, sounds cool until you say we have a million views on my other project I got going. And now these people listening are like, oh, man, these guys are kind of losers. They got millions on this, and I'm listening to wasting my time with, with tens of thousands of people. Well, I know that we're cool and hashtag husky section. People like it. They're learning to make money. But there's just nothing like taking a 36-year-old kid who's got cerebral palsy to a skate park. Hashtag Tony Hawkins. Kid's ripping it, man. He is just enjoying life. Oh, I get it. You know. I thought you mispronounced the name there. No, no, you got it? I got it. Tony Hawking. It's catching on, man. I think hopefully in two weeks I'll have a shirt. Well, that car said it's time for a break. All right. And we're back. We're back. I'm $20 the richer, and, uh, man, it's getting to about be my dinner time, Adam, so I don't know what to tell you. Where are we going? You're buying, right? No. Oh. That's not good. I see what you're doing there. Uh, you guys got to try to get his money back. Hey, that's, a, that's a smart thing. Also, if you ever make a bet with somebody, now I'm I'm an honorable man, so I told you the truth, but you didn't validate my story at all. I could have just lied to you and took your money. Uh, I just take you for what you're worth. In the future, though, if you're not betting against me, I think you should do a little due diligence and research. Probably have called uh, Danny or my brothers just to make sure I was telling you the truth. Now I was. But I know that there's some people that might swindle you. I don't want you to look like you're some uh, bumpkin just off the, the turnip truck that gets taken advantage of and ends up selling your uh, wheelchair company for, you know, some magic beans that go to uh, the spring stock that's going to go up to, to the Giants' land. Appreciate that. I have done something like that in the past and learned from my mistakes. But so I I'm here to help you. I thought a simple $20 bet between friends was going to be, you know, okay. It was. I mean, I... I, I stand by it. Everything I told you was correct. I just don't want some guy listening to this show thinking, I got me an easy 20 next time I'm in Pace and have a grift going that he's going to come to Pace in Utah and take you for all you're worth. I, I, you, know, you never know. What I'm looking out for well, you. Well, I appreciate that. You're always you're teaching me how to uh, become a better person. A better gambler. I, I've spent more money on, on cards than I ever thought I would, but you know what? Good I'm thing your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. She's okay with it because we're making money. So we're, we're as long as you're making money, that's that's the that's the magic uh, formula. We're getting the death pile listed here. So um, yeah, I'm just enjoying enjoying everything, man. Well, Adam, I took me an impromptu trip this week that I'd like to tell you about. Where did you go? Well, let me tell you the whole the whole grandiose story, if I may. I. Uh, I work a lot, I'm tired a lot, so most of the weekends I just want to spend at home sleeping and get caught up on things, because I'm an honorary old man that might mow my lawn a little bit, and then I go look for kids to yell, especially if they're near my lawn, to uh, get off my lawn and, and leave me alone. But I, uh, I had a little, uh, a little thought, and I had me a little uh, spontaneity that I don't usually have, especially in these, these last weeks of life, not my last weeks of life, but the last weeks of which I've been living. And so, um, there's these cards, and everything seems to revolve around that, but do you remember the, uh, the hoops, basketball, Christmas cards that were, um, Phil had a few, they had, like, uh, Zion, but they had, like, the Christmas, uh... I don't remember. Oh, it was, like, a Christmas sweater. Christmas sweater. Yes, yes. And I was looking online, those were going for, you know, 70 to to $100 for one of those blaster packs, 
And I thought to myself, man, I know I've seen some of those. Where did I see some of those at? And I thought, oh, it's when I, we went down to Vegas in February okay. at the Mesquite, Nevada Walmart. We stopped in for probably to look for cards or something at that time. Yeah. And I remember seeing a bunch of them there. And I thought, well, surely February was only about a month or two ago in my mind. Now I did the math. It was like four months ago because yes. this year is crazy and going fast yet slow at the same time. I thought, well, man, I could go try to look or call down there, but no one knows what you're talking about. If you're saying no. you got a blaster pack of NBA um, 2020 cards with Zion Williams, but it's the Christmas edition, holiday on the on the cover. If you go on the website, it's a third-party people that do their cards, so it's never up to date. So yeah. I, I thought, well, what the, what the hey? Let's wake up early on a Saturday morning and drive through the state during a, a pandemic to cross state lines to... Uh, Mesquite, Nevada, where I usually go to enjoy myself in the sun and do some gambling and maybe swim a little bit, spend a couple nights, eat some buffets, slots, uh, prime rib, slots of ham, slots of ham. and so I, uh, so, I, so I say to my wife, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, and to my surprise, she's like, oh, that sounds like fun, I'd like to do that, because <laughs> I thought, that sounds miserable, even to me, but it's something to do, and you know, I'll just go down, basically turn around and come back because there's nothing to do. You can't stay in the hotel. No, you can't stay there. And it's, you know, from us, it's about four hours down, four hours, so about an eight-hour round trip. Plus, you're going to stop and then, you know, buy some fuel and uh, you got to stretch out a little bit and do, you know. So I'm going and I we left, yeah, probably about six in the morning and I had my stuff to take to the post office, but our post office wasn't open because I had my stuff that needed to ship out. Correct. And I had some packages that were bigger than would fit in the slot, which is a problem I have every now and again. So I had it all ready to go and prepared. And so we get driving down there, and we ended up in uh, in St. George, Utah. And I had to stop over the Costco and get me some fuel so that I could continue with the trip. So after that, I'm like, well, I did me a quick Google thing to try to find me where the post, post office was. And it was only you know, a half mile down the road or something like that. In the meantime, there was a Walmart there we walked into because we had to use the restroom because you don't think about this, but um, Costco, you weren't going to go in just to use the restroom at 10 in the morning or whatever because that's just crazy because there's too many people there. they got the lines. You have to have your mask, so on and so forth. And so I thought, oh, there's a McDonald's right over there. We'll just go to McDonald's. We'll go in. Get some egg. Yeah, you can't go in. You can't go in. You can't go in. There's a jack-in-the-box. You can't go in. So now I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to try to urinate in a, in a parking lot. The gas stations you can get in there. I'm going to have to go over to, to this parking lot and, and water the bush. But the last time you were in a parking lot doing those kind of things, I heard Durbin burn up a mattress. and Things don't have ended up well. I didn't get ticketed, but, you know, Durbin might have. That's a story for another day that he can tell. You in parking lots. So, yeah, so I'm like, well, obviously the post office isn't going to have one. So, luckily, uh, well, yeah, gas stations have one, um, but we got gas not at the gas station so um i think we did go to the gas station i don't even remember because this trip was kind of a whirlwind tour we had to find something we go to the post office they're not open yet but there's these ladies in line just the gavin they had one of the bigger dumpers so my uh, packages did fit in the bigger dumper and then i went on down the road to mesquite and i'm thinking okay well hopefully this trip isn't just a waste of a trip because they had a lot of these cards. They're going for a hundred dollars. They were selling for like thirty dollars. So I'm like, if I play my cards right here, this is going to pay for itself. You paid for the trip. And I'm in a gambling city, but I can't gamble and lose all the money because there's nowhere to gamble at that. Made money already. So in my mind, I'm you know five steps ahead. I'm pretty smart. You're five hundred dollars up on the trip already. So so we roll into the, the Walmart, and lo and behold, they've moved the card section. Yeah. And they put in this nice display of of, of uh, liquor, which. I'm not buying at the time because I can't sell liquor on the internet. You can't drink and drive. And so we get talking and looking around and they have fireworks. I'm just confused. And so I finally... You're make, 500 down now because they have fireworks. Well, I make my wife say to the guy, hey, where are your cards at? Well, they're behind the chicken roast, the chicken rotisserie chicken stand. Well, of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? And so we go wandering over there. And I'm guessing they probably had a pretty good clearance section sell because... There's nothing. There's a few baseball packs, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, I feel like the biggest idiot in the world right about now because there's nothing here. And, you know, I'm in a Walmart that's uh, got signs of staying six feet apart, and you have to walk your certain aisles and ways to even get anywhere. And, and I'm, I'm getting out of Dodge. So we left there, but then I thought to myself, well, self, 
and there's the Dollar General store. Ooh. And if you know Derek Everett, and uh, I did a little Facebook Live post the other day about this, but there, there's a few things I enjoy. One's a cold beverage, and one's a cold stick of rhubarb. And if you put the two together, why, it's going to be a festive afternoon. There's a uh, Mountain Dew that you can only get at the Dollar Generals that are the uh, Maui Blast Mountain Dew. It's a pineapple-based Mountain Dew, and I, I really enjoy pineapple. I've been known to mix my own pineapple juice with diet or regular dew on occasion. And so I thought, okay, I've been looking for these across the uh, where we live, but for whatever reason, the, the Pepsi distributor in our area won't make these because they've decided they don't want to make them. That's the legit thing. They've just said, no, we're not going to do that, which really uh, chaps my wagon and, and gets me pretty upset, you know, grinds my gears a bit. So I think, well, we're, we're, out, of, we're out of the area. And the reason I knew about this is, is another story I'll say is uh, a, a buddy of mine named Artie Fufkin sent me some because he lives down in St. George. He's a radio personality from, um, he used to be on X96 radio over in Salt Lake. It's kind of a big deal. Artie's the man. And if you're uh, listening to this and you want a good laugh, go follow Artie Fufkin on uh, Facebook. And he does these live videos where he goes into thrift stores and just starts going crazy. Or, or he just goes crazy in a lot of places. But he had some, and he said that they had them down there. So he actually mailed me a six-pack of them. So God bless you, Artie Fufkin, and thank you very much. And right now that six-pack sells for $30 on eBay. And so I go into the Maverick, not the Maverick, I went into the Dollar General, and we're kind of looking around, you know, me and my wife, kind of, you play it nonchalantly. Finally, I make my wife go, that's the, the key on this whole trip, make my wife go ask the nice lady if they got any of these beverages. And the lady goes, oh, we're all out, but we'll have some on Monday. We can't keep those in stock. Well, I'm not going to be here on Monday. And so, actually, when we were driving back through St. George, we detoured and went to another Dollar General where I bought a couple 12-packs of the things, and uh, and they're, they're delicious. And there's, like, rare full case, 12 cans, $25, plus $44.75 for shipping. They're heavy. They're, the, they're, they're a pint. Each one of those... Uh, is a, is, a, is a tall boys, they're known. Sixteen tall boys. So, anyways, um, God bless Artie Fufkin for sending me a 12-pack, or a six-pack, and uh, and then we were able to come home with some of those, but they weren't going to be for resale. That's going to be for Derek's consumption, and, and so... It goes in the personal collection. So that's going to be the personal collection, but... Uh, and then, I, you know, it's, it's weird to see, you know, all the casinos and stuff were just, like, closed, closed down, and... They had no trespassing signs and, and big rails in front of them and stuff. And and so, uh, yeah, my wife said, well, we should keep on going on down to Vegas and see what the strip looks like close. And I said, no, by the time we get there, I could be halfway to home. So we I turned around and, and kiboshed the rest of I said, I got to have a nap in today. So we actually made it home by like five or something like that, That's which never happens because you usually spend a good few hours, you know, um, gambling and, and eating and the quick down and back. I mean, it's, it's four hours down, four hours back. It, that puts you at four plus you know, an hour, you know, dinking around plus Bizarro time subtract yeah, four. Carry the one. Man, you and uh, Michael J. Fox just went back to the future. If uh, if you have a Dollar General near you and you're not in the great state of Utah where they refuse to make the do for whatever reason, look for the uh, the uh, Maui. Burst or blast, I don't remember which one it's called, but Maui Burst. Maui Burst, and you can resell those to that people like me. Bolo. That's a bolo. That's a bolo. And I want you to make sure that you listen to what he said. It was the Mountain Dew Maui Burst, not unlike the Maui Wowie, because that will get you somewhere else. And you know, Which you can also buy in Nevada. That's true. You can also buy that in Nevada. But you can't sell it on eBay. You cannot sell that stuff on eBay. They probably go hand in hand pretty well together. I don't know. I bet you that's a pretty uh, tropical experience. Well, when I was looking, there is a lot of these exclusive type Mountain Dews. This is a thing that's happening. There's a there's a uh, shark bite or something, frostbite that has a shark on it that's exclusive to Walmart. Um, there's there's some that are exclusive to, you know, other, uh, I don't know, if Target or, or whoever has their own gas station. Certain places have their own. Uh, not every area, like I'm saying, I drove, you know, four hours to, to buy, purchase this. It would have been more efficient if I just bought it off you on eBay. So if you're in the area and you find these things that are kind of limited edition or, you know, exclusive to a certain store, not necessarily always just um, Mountain Dew beverages, but there's there's all sorts of things, toys, M&Ms. And what he's talking about is 
when you go into a store and you see something that says limited edition, and it doesn't have to be... Or exclusive to yeah. even Walmart, which you think everyone has a Walmart, you'd be surprised at the places that don't, or maybe, I mean, this was a big thing with the Hatchmold, this edition's the Walmart exclusive, right? And it's sold out at their Walmart, but they want it, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, limited edition, exclusive, you know, obviously do your research, but... Um, like Adam's trying to say, like Adam's trying to say that I'm trying to say, there's opportunity to make money in them, their things. Yeah, and then, like I said, and that's as these places open up, they're going to be selling things. I mean, there's a lot of ways to make money here over the next couple months. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, having your old uh, head screwed on tightly and uh, your thinking cap uh, hustle. A, a, a key. Well, can I tell you what fun, interesting trip we had? I, I, you went on a trip? We, we, we went on a we went on a trip. Let's hear it. You know, we're in that quarantine phase, and we're always trying to figure out a couple things to do. And my kids are always funny because, like, where are we going? I'm like, I'm not telling you. Because half the time, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like today, today was a spawn new trip with my daughter. Well, we also went to the uh, brick and minifig store with Legos, and we were able to make our own minifigs. I thought you were talking about uh, something you ate. No, not that kind of brick. A fig. No, not that kind of fig. I don't know what kind of bricks you eat. I'm talking like a brick of Maui Wowie. That's a different place. Oh, you don't take your daughter there. No, no heavens no. Um, but we went to this Lego place, which that is another huge polo. You cannot Oh, Legos it. are crazy. Legos always sell online. Um, so we went and did that. We, we got like a little container, spent $8 on some Legos, bought a whole bunch of wheels. Those are really fun. Um, and I don't getting into it. Like this is, I, I'm not the video game guy, but I am the... I spend money on cards, I'll spend money on Legos, I'll spend money on things with my kids because they're learning about it. And I'm very open with how much things cost. My daughter, she had a $50 um, Christmas card from her grandpa, and she found several things that she wanted at Target today, but when she found this item, it was a Trolls World Tour karaoke machine. The Target? Yes. It was $49.99. And she had all these other things kind of stacked up, and she's like, oh, man. And she had to decide what to put back. And she says, Dad, I really want this, but I know there's going to be tax on top of it. Real Sophie's choice. Will you cover the $4.50 in tax? And Play, I really played you like a fiddle. She, she, you should have said, there's always taxes in life. Let me tell you something. On the Internet and everywhere, this is you should have thought about that before you purchased. $4 in my day. You know what? You can get with $4. I get four packs of cards and a Skittles. With some leftover change to buy me a Snickers bar, young lady. That's right. Well, she, she did a good, good did a lot of things. I made him pick up pine, pine cones this week at the office. We definitely put him to work. Well, as long as they're earning the keep. But, like I said, that's one of those things is opening up, letting them learn about dollars and cents. I think that's very smart. I think a lot of people don't like doing that. It's uncomfortable. You don't want your kids to know that you're on, you know, poverty level and or that you're way rich and somewhere in the middle because... It is a sensitive subject when you're like, hey, you know, my dad makes $20,000 a year. And you tell that to Tommy, and Tommy's dad makes $120,000 a year. Yes. But it's something that um, I don't think was as much done in the, in the past. But I think it's good for kids to know because it, it, uh, it puts value. It puts a dollar sense on things. If you do have, you know, if you're lucky enough to be in one of those higher bracketed incomes, too, it's, it lets them know, hey, not everyone's here. And, and how do we get here? The work ethic, hopefully you can install that in them. Or when they say sell something on eBay for you know twenty dollars, for example, hey, that's you know a good chunk of change instead of twenty dollars is what my dad gives me to go down to the nickel key every day to leave him alone and uh, then stop bugging him. True story is is the value of money, the also the value of, of debt. Like I know some guys in you know households that make you know seventy thousand dollars and they're in a great spot because they have no loans, no student debt, no nothing. They have a, a very small mortgage they're able to live on a couple thousand a month i know other guys that make 1.5 million dollars and are scrambling because they owe four hundred thousand dollars to the irs that's one of those things that always baffles people but it's it's not what you have but what you do with it which yeah. is a, a applicable in life in a lot of different scenarios and things but yeah if you can't pay your bills or manage your money whether or not you're making a you know a, hundred dollars an hour so to speak or, or ten yeah that's the same principle and once you learn how to do that you can live within your your range you learn your budgeting you learn what things cost obviously people always want to make more money but 
that's a lesson that for kids, and some kids just are like knuckleheads, like pretty sure, you know, I would have grasped onto that as a kid. I just thought, well, you know, just give me money, you know. We were poor. Well, were we or weren't we? I don't know. We didn't, did you talk finances over when you were a kid? No, we never did. But, you know, now as you look, we weren't, we, we, we had enough to get by. I mean, we wore gunny sacks, but I thought that was a style. We had the holy jeans, and apparently now, I saw a woman at Target. I have, I have to say, I didn't really wear a gunny sack, or the next time I see my dad, he's going to get mad at me. We, we wore, the, I wore the slim fish. I mean, I did once in a parade. My brother but made I went the first place. That's true story. They had holes in them. But I saw a woman in Target today, and her pants were ripped to shreds. Like, her whole leg was falling out. And I'm like, how in the world is that the style? Because they went over to, like I was talking about earlier, France, France to the, the Fashion Week, and we don't understand that, but that's popular, and for whatever reason, they'll buy those, those pairs of jeans for hundreds of dollars. Ahead of the curve. And, and, you know, so spending money, like I said, it's always good. It's good to be transparent. Um, I did that, but then we had a very fun no spending money on our our trip last week. Okay, you're, that's where we're wrapping that's up where to. We're going. We're going. Where, so you went, okay, let's hear where you went. The cemetery. You took a trip to the cemetery. Now, I know we have a show called Death Piles and Taxes, Adam. I know that you kind of like to fascinate on people who are all going to die. I've kind of brought this guy out of you that I'm not sure we like that won't ever be back in there when you start talking about death and grandpas and, and grannies, but... For a trip, you took your kids to the cemetery. I took them to the Salt Lake City Cemetery, one of the oldest cemeteries in the state. West of the Mississippi. Yes, west of the Mississippi. We'll say that. But we went I there. I did. And, and the reason we took them is my great... To throw rocks at things. No, my great, great, great grandfather is buried there, Ebenezer. Okay. And so is his son, Frederick. And so is his son, Frederick. I'm not going to make fun of any of that. So we went after the namesake, and we went and saw our family there at the cemetery. Did you, did you have a reunion? We did. Social distancing, you had six feet under. That's, you can't, oh, you oh, can't oh, get, that's pretty hey, on top of it. Well, that was a good one. But I will admit something, that I'm trying to figure out a way to do it. Does this have anything to do with urinating in bushes? <laughs> Nothing to do with urinating in bushes. Okay. My family still has two plots up at the cemetery. I see where you're going. And you can only sell them, or as long as you're a, a direct descendant, which I am, because keep in mind... You're this, an heir to the Frederick throne. That's right. My name is Frederick, and this is Frederick who's buried there. Which we were able to look at his father-in-law was right next to him. It was really, it was really cool. Like the more you walk around, I mean, these guys were born in the 1800s. And anyways, I'm trying to figure out how I can get these two lots at the cemetery that my great grandfather owned, and my grandmother, bless her soul, she refused to be buried next to him. Probably some stories there that we should go on to the podcast with. <laughs> so they went to a different cemetery. So there's still two burial plots. In Salt Lake City Cemetery, it's a very interesting, intriguing old cemetery. Um, I know people are dying to get in there. but areas are, are unique. There's um, some <laughs> Utah folklore of the kind of people that are buried there. Adam goes and does his devil worshiping in the 80s there, but now he goes and does his praying to saints there. I'm just, there's some interesting, unique things. So I'd like to figure out how I can somehow get those plots and maybe make a couple of documents. Is that okay? Oh, I'd be all for selling cemetery plots. I mean, that's, uh, here's the thing about cemeteries, and we made the dying to get in there joke, and I made some weird devil worship reference to you for, I don't know, got me nervous or something like that. But... There's limited space, and it's coveted space, because sometimes people want to be in certain cemeteries. They fill up, and the trend right now, actually, is a lot of people are going for the cremation or other ways because it's just cheaper and, and more efficient, but that's not everyone's cup of tea. And and uh, I would think that would be a... I don't know how you go about getting the rights to it, but I think that would sell for probably a pretty good uh, um, chunk of change, should we say, if you got the right person and the right people, two plots together, prime real estate. I, I know that my my aunt, she's kind of the one in charge of everything, and I've tried helping to figure out, but it's like you can only pass it down so many generations or 
Something there's really some wrong there. You know what you should do is you should get you a little like uh, taco or a, or a hot dog stand, and you can have it in there for when people come to visit. And also, you can sell flowers out of that to people that come to visit, especially with Memorial Day coming up right there. I wonder if there's any lot because you actually own that little piece of property. You sell your bottled water, you sell your flowers. Um, you know, I think I just came up with a great idea. That is an amazing idea. And if they come to you, you technically, I think, own that plot space. That is a great idea. This is going to air after Memorial Day. Which, uh, reminder, the, the Monday, <laughs> or the Tuesday after Memorial Day, I always put this on my Facebook, is, is Free Flower Day at your local cemetery. That's my joke I always throw out. Some people think it's awful. Some people think it's funny. Some people think it's awfully funny. <laughs> that, is, that is a great idea that ethically makes sense, morally makes sense, because you own the land. You own the land and you're providing a service for people. Now, I'm not saying you gouge them on the prices or nothing, because, you know. It's a good way to make a buck on a week. I mean, we you, sell. you sell some waters. People are out there walking around. They're there to visit. You know, they're crying. Right. And you sell you some tissues, some flowers, some waters, and some Gatorades. That's a good idea. And we've had several good ideas. If you do this idea, I just want 10%. <laughs> you know, whatever he feels right. We do sell, you know, rental on the car spaces, the parking lot out here during the big events. What my kids sell stuff outside. Uh, I, you have come up with worse ideas. I've came up with a lot worse ideas. Not live on a podcast. Oh man, this is this is this is going places. I mean, you go down to the Costco, you load up, you have your little cart. You probably need some sort of a temporary uh, business license of some nature. And you you are on to something today. Yeah, there you go. Make Thank money. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, that's that uh, I will say typhoon dew I've been drinking. The one year that... I never had Memorial Day when I was... I mean, we had it as a kid, but nobody that I knew was buried in Pahrump, Nevada. Well, that's a shame. You know, I mean, that down in 1960, and there wasn't... My family wasn't from there, so we never went either. But I guess it is a thing to go see your family's grave. Oh, yeah, it's a big thing. Weekend. Yeah, it started off as uh, what used to be called Decoration Day. Mm-hmm. My grandmother still calls it Decoration Day. But then with, uh, you know, soldiers and, and world wars and things, they, they transposed it over to Memorial Day to remember those that served our country, which means you were big big fans of the military and anyone that gave the ultimate sacrifice especially. So and then they kind of turned it more patriotic that way. You should go out. A lot of people go on vacations, and I can't say I haven't done the same, but you should go visit people that you've lost and reflect on life and, and buy a hot dog and uh, and uh, taco from that stand, get you a little water, and, and put up some some flowers for and, those loved ones. And help some kids get money to go buy cards. Have you ever been to, what well, we're talking about cemeteries, there is a, uh, have you ever been to, to uh, Tonopah? Is it Tonopah? Is Absolutely. that what I'm thinking about? Yeah, we've talked about this. The Tonopah, Nevada. Right next to the Clown there's Motel. There's a clown, clown Motel that me and my father stayed at at one point, and now it's really popular. It's been on, like, haunted yeah. shows and all that. It's scary as, as you could imagine. It's a clown-themed hotel in the middle of Nevada. But right next door to it, um, not to be any creepier, is a like a 1800s uh, cemetery where there's there's uh, headstones that are carved out of wood, and it's just really really old. And it's not like a normal like there's no grass. Oh no, there's no grass <laughs> to speak of. Dirt. It's dirt, and then they outline where the where the ca- the caskets are with rocks usually or, yes. or limestone or something like that. I'll tell you one. I'm not big on Halloween. I'm, you can listen to the past episodes. Pet cemetery. That's what pushed me over the edge. Well, that, that was, yeah, well, yeah. Not just this one. I've stayed at the Clown Motel. And we oh, stayed, you stayed there as well? We yeah. stayed there for basketball oh, trips. Oh, it's scary. That's what I'm saying. We went there, we stayed there for basketball trips, the Mezpahs and other. We like these old ghosty towns because that's just what we had in Nevada. So. Well, for, for uh, a boy from Pahrump, you did all right. All I always saying, have to throw that out there. I, I don't know where we're going with this, but... I don't know. You brought up... The, you went to the, I uh, will say, the cemetery. Then I got thinking about cemetery trips. Then, I, you know, I thought that was odd. But then I got thinking more about it. We had an entrepreneur reason. Then I thought, well, you know, tone up. Why not? They had a big earthquake out there. We got some friends out there. I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling for tone up. Pulling for tone up. The mighty muckers. Home of the muckers. I'm sure when you played basketball against those... Uh, muckers that you didn't ever say anything offensive in any way, shape, or form towards them. Still have a shirt that says "Home of the Mighty Muckers." Sell that thing on eBay. I still like it. It's one of those personal things that I'm. He stole out of a locker room. I'm gonna no, it's really mine. I bought it. It was like the, the tournament shirt, and you know. Anyways, but it was, as you go, because I'm telling you, taking your kids to the cemetery is so fun. 
because you let them run around, they go look at headstones, they try and find their birthdays. You give them, go find, who can find their birthday first? Here's a, here's a dollar. Yeah, go, go find your birthday. You know, a lot of people die on their birthdays. It's not that uncommon of a thing. My great-grandfather died on my birthday. That made it interesting for you, I'm sure. Well, it was in 1956, and I was born in 1981, so... So whenever you'd play this game and you were up visiting family, you always knew which headstone to go find your birthday I was, on. I was born on his death day, is how it would be. Well, maybe you're reincarnated. Uh, sure, I mean, I am. He was Frederick II, I'm Frederick IV, I mean... Times two divided by pi, and we're all happy. We've been on quite the tangent this episode. I don't know if it's been good or bad, but I sure have enjoyed it. Well, go to the cemetery, visit some family, spend some money, enjoy. I mean, there's lots of ways you can just enjoy life. And I guess that's where we're talking about as this quarantine kind of gets over. Well, just be able to enjoy life, selling things on the Internet, selling things on eBay. I always say the Internet, we're pretty eBay heavy. Uh, but there's always other spots that gives you the freedom so that you can go and do these kind of things instead of think, I need to pick up that second or third shift, or, you know, I can't go to the cemetery for vacation. What kind of person do I think I am? Daddy Warbucks with all this extra money I got coming in? Well, if you're selling on eBay, you got a little, little sash fund there that you can afford to go to the uh, cemetery with. That's right. Or Disneyland or, or wherever you enjoy going. When you're spending your dollars, use a singular bank account or credit card. Make sure you're keeping track of all those transactions because I know you're going to spend some money. You want to keep track of it so that when your accountant's ready to grab that information, you can get it. So, Well, Adam, with that, I think there are two things there for certain in the, our lives. Well, we know that we're all going to have our death piles. And if I learned anything today, it's that we have to pay taxes. Thank <music> you.